0: Day, we're gonna find out how REITs are rejuvenating, how are they pivoting and which REITs pivot seems most promising so far. We talk about facing a whole new post COVID world. We're thrilled this morning to welcome back Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist, independent financial advisor, one of our most popular speakers here. You love him, we know that. Kenny, good morning, how are you?
1: Hey, good morning, Michelle. I'm good, thank you.
0: So Singapore REITs still going strong despite being within a pandemic context for two years. Here are key stats. Average dividend yield six percent. Average ten year total return ratio, 149.5%. We are talking about S REITs here in Singapore. Singapore has 42 REITs and property trusts combined $113 billion, representing some 12% of Singapore's overall listed stock. Now we've got several different topics to get through as we approach this whole theme of which REITs pivot seems the most promising. But so I want to start actually with first REIT because we know that they've made a pivot to nursing homes, kick-started a pivot into developed markets. It's quite a new growth strategy for First REIT. They have four strategic pillars uh, to diversify into developed develop markets, strengthen capital structure, reshape the portfolio for capital-efficient growth, but also to pivot on rising megatrends. And we know that the aging population is huge over in Japan. And so First REIT making its maiden entry into the Japanese nursing home by acquiring 12 nursing homes at a purchase price of some $291 million. What do you think of the pivot? Is it worth getting excited about?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty excited with this new strategy and in general the market also excited about it. If you compare to the share price, the share price will not lie. The first rate has bottomed at a twenty cent beginning of year, now at the present moment trading about thirty cents, which is a fifty percent increase in terms of share price. And the new strategy is pretty refreshing because now they are reducing the reliance on the Indonesia uh, hospital and also diversified the the, uh, developed market. Japan will be the first one. If you read in detail on their growth strategy, they are also looking at the Europe nursing home or hospital sector and also Australia. So, so it's pretty exciting in terms of the growth strategy. And at the same time, by acquiring the Japanese nursing home, at the same time also reduce their dependency on the Indonesian rupiah. That will a natural currency hedge because if you know that when the developed market is is doing well probably the emerging market currency will not do well and vice versa. So balancing the currency portfolio, the income portfolio will really stabilize the income uh, moving forward.
0: All right. Let's take a look now at Capital Land. In the news recently the Business Times had a great opinion piece on Capital Land. It says in order to grow in multiples Capital Land needs to pull a rabbit out of the hat. So uh, you know Really work its magic almost. It's been trading at a significant discount to book value and in an exercise earlier this year that saw its property development business going private while its real estate investment management activities and lodging business remain in the public market under an entity called CLI. Just background it for you. So do you think capital land needs to do more in order to grow?
1: Yes, I 100% agree to what uh, Business Times say. Because if you look at the recent acquisition on the Australia office, basically, I don't really pay attention to it because it, mm. this is another meh recommendation. Ah. <laughs> right? Compared to what are the things going on now, you see that there are so many interesting M&A going on. I'll just give you a few examples. Okay. It's only a short few, uh, period of time. example, first rate, okay, Japanese nursing home. That you provide another uh, healthcare place in Singapore besides the parkway life. At least we have a second choice now. Right. Because parkway life in terms of the valuation, in terms of the yield, is not nothing interesting. So that will give us another interesting option in healthcare sector, first rate. And we have the ESR and airlock M and A. That will create the new economy, logistics in Asia back play. That is also exciting. It's a new growth area. The third one we are seeing that digital core DC. New Economy Asset Class, Taiwan right. Logistics Trust, New Economy Japan Logistics, and Cabal DC have a first acquisition of a data center in China, Guangzhou. MIT, now they have already increased the exposure of 53% to the data center. They are really restructuring the portfolio to, to become a data center play. MLT, as aggressive as for this year, you can see that every now and then they are doing the acquisition in the new logistics in the portfolio. caught. Have another new asset class, student accommodation. This is something new in Singapore. We never have it before. Mm. So, there are so many exciting uh, growth prospects and, and make the, the Singapore uh, getting excited again. But you compare to CICT, uh, another office, another Australian place, nothing special. Actually, I would like to see that they can make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Because if you just explain CICT to the global investor, they don't have any iconic property that people will wow. CICD is another normal rate, it's one of the biggest rates in Singapore, but they don't have iconic. That's why I would like to see that if they are able to inject jewel, Changi, which is iconic, or iron orchard into the portfolio moving forward, that maybe you create some assignments.
0: Fantastic overview of the sort of mergers and acquisitions that are exciting and a suggestion there as well. Let me be devil's advocate and ask you, what do you think of the idea of CICT considering another merger, perhaps with Ascendus Reed? I mean, is this going to provide the sort of reduced exposure to the retail property sector and perhaps uh, lead to stronger market valuations? It's all hypothetical, but what do you think of that?
1: I think the strategy is very, very different. Uh, as in this, is really in the, the industrial and also the business part. I don't see there are a lot of synergy there, right? And it may confuse all the investors. It, it can become bigger, mm-hmm. uh, confused. Because if you compare to Maple Tree, uh investment or the Maple Tree related of rate, they have very distinct uh, investment mandate for each of them, very clear-cut. But in terms of the ascenders and also capital land, they are not so clear-cut. There are some blind blurring in terms of acquisition strategy.
0: Okay, all right, got it. Let's move to what's been a smash hit for investors here. Uh, Japan's Daiwa Logistics Trust, they're one of Japan's biggest developers, started trading in the REIT market on the Singapore Exchange a couple of weeks back. And, uh, of course, were oversubscribed in a, in a huge way. The DHLT is sponsored by a Tokyo-listed Daiwa House industry company and they were offering an IPO at a price of uh, the units of the IPO price at 80 cents per unit. How have they done since their IPO?
1: The share price is trading between 80 cents to 82 cents. I think probably it's uh, undergoing the stabilizing phase. We're not really showing a big movement at share price. Maybe after the stabilizing we would see the true picture of what is the potential for this Daiwa House or logistic trust. But all in all, a snapshot, I like this rate because that will also give us another alternative to the current logistic which we have. Mm. For example, A-Log, logos a logistic trust. We also have a Maple Tree, a logistic trust. We have another new type of asset class in Japan. And if you compare to the property itself, Taiwan DHLT, they have a pretty new of property. If you look at the portfolio age itself, it's 3.7 years. Basically, they are more in a new and also a logistics center. And the wheel is pretty long and also 95.7% green certified. But if you compare to the valuation itself, you compare to FLCT, airlock and also MLT, in terms of valuation, they are still pretty attractive.
0: And bear in mind that it doesn't only look at Japanese industrial properties. It has an acquisition pipeline looking at Malaysia, Indonesia, Vietnam. So some 11 assets in the ASEAN region as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the present moment, the portfolio value is about $400 million, but they are intend to grow it to $1.5 billion. Exactly. So there will be a lot more uh, merger and acquisition going on. Uh, probably to some of the investors, they may not like it because there may be some right issue, private placement uh, along the way. So, have to prepare for
0: it. All right. This one was very exciting. You know, the day that this was announced, it was headlines everywhere in our news bulletins for a couple of hours. Digital Core REIT, a pure play data center S REIT sponsored by Digital Rarely. So, I noticed a couple of days back, UOBK Hyan issued a buy call of 18 cents for a target price for Digital Core REIT. Kenny, what do you think of the price and the REIT's prospects?
1: I think one eighteen is good for now because if you just do the comparison to MIT and also Capital DC, because at the current 1.18, the price to book would be 1.4 times and the yield about 3.5 times. But moving forward, in order for them to trade at a higher price, they have to go for more acquisition to really boost up the yield because 3.4% versus a Capital Data Centre about 4.11, there are still some gaps. But if you compare to the sponsor, Digital Realty, which is traded in the New York Stock Exchange, the current price book is about 2.86 times and a yield of 2.78 times. So I'm looking at another perspective. Besides doing the comparison within Singapore itself, the data center space, I'm also looking at doing a comparison at the US side. If the US investor find that, okay, maybe... Digital Realty, the price to book in US is too high. They are looking for somewhere to really buy at a cheaper rate. Maybe they can kind of consider Singapore. Then when they come to Singapore to look for or analyse digital core rate, probably they will find another gem in this region. That's why I think that this listing in Singapore, that will open another floodgate to really attract some other investment coming to the Singapore read market.
0: Interesting insight, Kenny. Kenny Low is REIT specialist and independent financial advisor. I don't think anybody's made that point yet of digital core rate and it's linked to the rest of the scene here in Singapore. Alright, you touched on a list, quite an extensive list earlier, of REITs that are trying to rejuvenate with pivots that are exciting to you. I wonder if you can give us a sense, though, of, you know, which of these REITs that are making a pivot. Maple Tree Industrial Trust is looking to data centres across 18 states. Ascot Residence Trust looking to student accommodation, CDL Hospitality Trust residential properties in Manchester for example. So, of these and perhaps other REIT pivots that you've seen this year, which one so far seems the most promising, Kenny? I think moving
1: forward probably would be the hospitality sector, Escort uh, uh, Trust and also CDLK Trust. The reason being is because now they are really diversifying their portfolio from a traditional hotel business away to some of the co living. And also, student accommodation that will provide a more stable income moving forward. And investors really like to have a more stable uh, DPO payout moving forward. And if you compare to PBSA, uh, purpose built student accommodation, they kind of read listed Mm in 2S and also London Stock Exchange. I can see there is a difference in terms of price to book. Just to give you some background, there is a publicly listed student accommodation read in US, American Compass Communication. Mm -hmm. The price to book is about 2.54 times and with a yield of 3.45%. And we also have the GCP UK and also United Group UK listed in London Stock Exchange. They are trading at a price to book about 1.09 and also 1.3 times. And while our CDL and also Escort, they are trading at a price of 0.8 something time. It, mm. It's no value. Right, immediately if they are able to inject this kind of portfolio, I think there will be a re rating in terms of price of book moving forward that will really give upside potential in terms of share price on top of the dividend, uh, more stable dividend they are getting in future.
0: Absolutely fantastic. Kenny, thank you for your insights. Kenny Lo is Reed Specialist, independent financial advisor. Joining us this morning in Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Great to have your company. Before acting on the information on Money FM.